everybody. Welcome to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and with me, as always, or for the most part, always, it's Swand. Hi, Swan. Hello. I think I might have added a D at the end of your name there, Swand, implying that you were, you were a, I'm a past, past tense Swan. <laughs> Previously on Swan. <laughs> you just got Swaned. <laughs> it's a cop drama. <laughs> it's just me taking a whole like baseball bat covered in feathers and just slapping people. <laughs> That's so deceptive. Maybe it'll be soft. Maybe I'm just gonna break all my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, welcome anybody who is a first time listener to the show. We appreciate you guys stopping in. If you have not yet, please like, share, comment, subscribe. Is that what the kids are saying these days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even 30 yet. What am I doing? <laughs> now, please consider subscribing to the show. New episodes come out every Wednesday. And uh, if you would be so kind as to leave a rating and a review, preferably five stars, uh, you can do that right in app. And we actually read out reviews of the show here on air. And we'll do one of those later on. Yeah, if you can give that Jim Beam bourbon eight stars, you can definitely give us five. <laughs> Is that actually a Jim Beam product? I think so. I think, I, it's, I think it's Beam's 8-star. I know it's Beam, but I mean, it might not be from Jim Beam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, I mean, there's so many. I'll take Benchmark any day. <laughs> uh, I, I just Googled. <laughs> That's a very, this is a very funny review from the Whiskey Jug. I just Googled Beam's 8-star. Um and uh, it, it's a really, really bad review. They gave it a 25 out of 100. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, we'll get, to the, we'll get to the episode in a minute, but this is a really, really good stuff. Nose, grits, sourness, boiled peanuts, rubbing alcohol. Taste, Everclear 7-Up dried corn, dried wood, alcohol. Finish, short. Toothpicks, Everclear dried corn, and 7-Up. Um... <laughs> Wow. It is actually made by Jim Beam. 75% neutral grain spirits and 25% straight whiskey. Oof. <laughs> they got it for $3 for a 200 mil. <laughs> but the, the, the overall is one of my favorite things I've ever read. Complex, interesting, nuanced, delicate, and tasty. These are not words that can ever be associated with Beam's 8-star blend of <laughs> Kentucky whiskey. <laughs> Woo! It's all manner of weird, but not in a good way. Fair enough. Okay, well that's our uh, that's our tangent for the <laughs> the episode. Finding out how some people really feel about Beam's Eight Star. Yikes! <laughs> I do like the zig when they <laughs> we thought they were gonna zag there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, we normally start the show out with Flying Blind, and that's what we're doing this week. Swan, you don't know what's in the glass. No clue. I'm clueless as usual. So let's uh, let's dive into it. Why don't we? Nice and sweet. It is pretty sweet. Kind of syrupy. Yeah. Honestly. Kind of like a honey syrupy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little bit of an alcohol burn, but not too much. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Nice and caramelly. Mm-hmm. Little bready. Little bready. It's nice. I'm not getting any like barrel spice or anything. It's good though. That's just solid. Yeah. Just good. Well, it's just it's larceny small batch. 
That would explain it. 90, yeah. 92 proof weeded bourbon from Heaven Hill. Wonderfully non-offensive and tasty. <laughs> I wanted to uh, prep our palates for all these maker Maker's Mark bottles that we have. Yeah, the so-called uh, Maker's Killer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll kind of put that to the test. But we are going to be reviewing uh, Maker's 46 cast strength at the end of the episode. I'm so excited. Uh, so stick around for that. But in the meantime, we're going to be tasting through the rest of the Maker's line, except for the Private Select. I didn't have any Private Select on hand. I almost brought the last little bit of my Keeneland pick. Ah, you, you can still get some at the Mercantile. Yeah, I walked by there the other day, <laughs> I did and too. I looked in, and I was like, oh, <gasps> it's there, it's there. <laughs> but it's got the new label on it, though. I don't care. I mean, I'm I drinking don't, it. I don't either. I kind of like the old label. I miss it. I mean, I do too. If I'm being honest, like I, I do think the old one looked a little better, but uh, they do have all the stave info on the front now, that right? That is true. Which that is, is true. nice. So functionality-wise and give me the info I want, it's there. I'm just going to drink it. <laughs> Every time I get one of those, it's just gone. <laughs> I I am picturing you just being emotionally distraught with the bottle sitting in your, in your, uh, your house. You're just going, I really want to drink it, but that bottle is just not as good looking as it used to be. But I really want to drink it, but it's just not as good. <laughs> Accurate? <laughs> yep, that's no. what happens every night. <laughs> every night. <laughs> you should hear what he has to say about Rebel Yell. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's uh, move on to what we've been drinking recently. Swan, have you been drinking anything recently? I have, yeah. I've actually been drinking a lot of that MB Roland. Interesting. Yeah. Has it opened up at all? It's opened up quite a bit. So it's a little corny still. You can tell it's on the younger side. But that being said, like, it's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there there is definitely, uh, for some older picks, if they ever decided to do it, they've got a lot of potential. Now, the thing that kills me is I went to Total Wine today, and I was looking at some of the other MB Roland products. Right. That single barrel bourbon that I picked up is like a two-ish year, and I was like, yeah, it's a little underwhelming. Price is a little up there, but they did a pick. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they found something special. Started looking through the rest of their products. They make everything. They've got like strawberry lemonade, MB Roland. They've got like dark fired wheat whiskey, corn whiskey. So I mean, bizarre. it's just like, it's like the, the fancy brunettes of the whiskey <laughs> industry. Now, I mean, it's it's just, it's strange. Sure. I don't know. I mean, some of their products actually look really good, uh, not in the context of, like, I want to put it in a nosing glass and get into it, sure. but more in, like, I would mix that half and half with Sprite and go nuts. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know? Go nuts. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't be mad. I, I want to try some more of their stuff, especially the yeah. dark fire that they put out or the wheat whiskey. Yeah, and people really clamor over the, the roll-in products. So, I, I don't know if I just haven't had the right one or... If I'm missing something, but I am interested yeah. in trying more of what they do. I will say, going back to the labels, uh, the labels on the single barrel bourbon look nice. They're fine. They're not great, but they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they took that exact logo and just changed the hue on the back of it oh, yeah, to whatever is in the bottle. Absolutely. And so it's just like, this looks terrible on like pink lemonade. Like, <laughs> what did they do? They just took the label, made it pink. Like, it just, it looks weird. Like, it's not appetizing for somebody that's going in thinking, pink lemonade. <laughs> I love some pink lemonade right now. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely worth trying. Maybe grab a pick or uh, get it at a bar before you dump $50 on it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I 
would definitely be interested in trying some more of their stuff. Inspired by last week's interesting blending episode that we did, uh, where we tried blending some Armagnacs with bourbons. Yeah. I did the same with a red wine. How'd it go? Not bad. It did exactly what finishing bourbon and red wine barrels does. Maybe just a little brighter because it's actually mixed. Yeah, exactly. Smooth it out and everything. We're passing bottles back and forth. Sorry. Um, We might have to do a full episode on that. I I really want to. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, And, you know, maybe maybe not just red wines. I'd like to do uh, like a Chardonnay as well with it since that's already an oaked product. Mm-hmm. You know, reintroducing it with a, a another oaked product. Let's get weird. Let's just start mixing it with Prosecco. Bubbly bourbon. Oh, my gosh. I am so down for that. Yeah, bubbly <laughs> bourbon. Let's do it. <laughs> the bubbly bourbon episode. Bubbly bourbon, boys. <laughs> There's going to be so many burps you got to cut out. <laughs> it's just going to be bad. But, but, uh, oh, no. <laughs> So we did just pour, uh, as we're going to be talking about some of the news, just the standard Maker's Mark 90 proof. I have never bought a bottle of this. I've been given one, but I've never actually bought one. It's been a long time since I've bought one. It's just not really a staple on my bar or in my house anymore. Uh, As we've talked about many times on the show, this was my dad's go-to bourbon for a long time. Until really I started introducing him to other brands. And then he just was like, oh, Elijah Craig's really good. Buffalo Trace is really good. And just kind of stacking them up against each other and found out that Makers isn't, uh, you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. No. And I've actually saved a little of the larceny. You did. How do you you feel about it nose to nose? Nose, I actually like the Makers better. Interesting. I feel like it's got more to offer. It's a little stronger. It's definitely more of a, I'm going to put some hair on your chest style whiskey. Yeah, it but definitely is. If I'm just going with like flavors, this one's got some like cookies, like a sugar cookie note in it that the other one didn't. Mm. It's definitely picked a lane. I will say that. Larceny's kind of, it's hitting different points of the flavor wheel. Wow, it's been a long time since I've had regular makers. Oh my gosh. Hey, that ain't half bad. It's not. It's not bad at all. Would you drink this over Larceny now, having had them back-to-back? No, because there's a note right before the finish hits that gets a little corny. I, I actually am reading that, I think, as a little bit medicinal. Yes. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I will say this is much more syrupy, even though we mentioned kind of a syrupy note on the Larceny. This one's oily. Yeah, for so sure. It's, it's like it's got some extra age on it or something. And I appreciate that, but that like medicinal corny note that we're kind of hinting at doesn't read well with oily. Yeah, it, it just comes off as cough syrup. <laughs> uh, it's not bad though. I I enjoy the flavor profile more on this one, but there's just parts of it that I don't care for. Um, yeah, as it I transitions. Agree. I agree. Either way, it's a great product to start out with, and I'm gonna. I, I'm really looking forward to trying the the rest of these as well. Yeah, once we dive in. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind. I'm, I'm just I'm ready for like sitting on the porch weather that you're not just sweating. So yes. I want this a little bit of uh, orange liqueur and some ale, yeah. just all together, man. Yes, yes, please. It's my uh, my take on the Keeneland breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, oh, all about it. 
Well, uh, I guess we should probably get into the news while we're also sipping on our makers. I'm going to fess up. Usually we read this just a little bit, kind of dive into it a little bit before each episode. <laughs> Today was not that day. <laughs> Today was not that day. Um, we we have been having a lot of things going on in our lives, and I didn't get the chance to really sit down with all the news, but... Um, you know, there's just so much of it you can't ignore. There's it. a lot. Like there's so much good stuff. There's a lot. So, <laughs> uh, we are going to kind of touch on a few things that we we can't, uh, we really can't ignore. The first one being the new distillery that is going to be in Bullet County, uh, here in Kentucky. It's going to be the Claremont Distilling Company. Uh, this is a big, <laughs> this is a big project that's uh, coming to Kentucky. Uh, and one that Swan and I have kind of been talking about throughout the week a little bit, but um, it's it's pretty intense. Uh, Lee Wilburn is going to be the founder of the company. Uh, they are looking to produce fifteen, excuse me, fifty thousand barrels a year. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so they are not joking around. Um, this is really interesting, too. Uh, it's actually going to create 22 new full-time jobs. They're going to be paying $56 an hour for their full-time Sign employees. me up. <laughs> I'll drive to Bullet Let's County. Let's go. <laughs> but, no, good for them, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, it, it's going to be next to the Bullet County Fairgrounds off I-65 here in uh, here in Kentucky. And uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm always excited to see what new... You know, new distilleries are going to be like once they come to the, the bluegrass. Yeah. So are they are they doing any sort of blending and putting out products at all right now, or are they waiting until the distilleries up and going to doesn't put out really, anything? Doesn't really say. I think they're probably just uh, taking the time to get it all set and and ready to go. With that amount of like that amount of barrels, I'm curious to see if they keep it all in house and age it, or if they're going to actually send it out and do some contract distilling. It might. They very well might. But uh, either way, new distillery coming, and that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we also have news on the Four Roses Limited Edition Small Batch for 2020. It's going to be 111.4 proof. It's going to uh, include... I, I'm really excited for these <laughs> these recipes that are getting thrown in here. Mm-hmm. A 12-year-old OBSV, a 12-year-old OESV, a 16-year-old OESK and a 19-year-old OBSK. <laughs> That's so exciting. The last one's almost old enough to drink, man. <laughs> he can vote. He can vote. That's right. Join the military. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So, I, I you know, I, I reached out to Four Roses. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get... A, uh, a sample of it to review on the show this year, but uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. Try to try to grab another bottle yeah. if we can. I still got to find the, fo- the old Forrester birthday bourbon. Yeah, I've been working on that. I was Ooh. doing that today. Just driving around. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that probably won't come out until next next month. Oh, well, I guess we're this episode comes out on the second day of September. So yeah, this date of release theoretically. Yeah, we're recording on Monday. So, <laughs> next month for us, this month for you, mm-hmm. the future listeners, current listeners. I don't know. I'm excited about this one. I like the the prospect of there being that older bourbon in there. I can't remember for sure. Was there a 
twenty year old that went into there the was last twenty one year old yeah. that went in last year. Yeah, so that's pretty pretty exciting to see that Burn Elliott's still maintaining some of that older product, maybe giving people that more oakier flavor profile too. Maybe it's balancing out some of the sweetness or something mm-hmm. on this. So still really cool. I'm really excited for it. Uh, it is going to be $150. Yeah, it's going to be released in uh, in September. And there's going to be, uh, according to Whiskey Advocate, approx- approximately 14,040 bottles. Or maybe that's exact. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's up a little bit from previous years. They've been doing about 12. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because the one I got was bottled 12 out of like 12,600 or something mm. from 2017. Gotcha. That bottle no longer exists. No, it's badly. It's very gone. Yeah. Blanton Straight from the Barrel is actually coming to the UK for the first time. The UK? UK, The US. Sorry. I read Kentucky as I was saying the US and it came out UK. It's coming specifically to the University of Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's coming to the United States for the first time ever. It's going to be $150. Uh, The the proof hasn't really been revealed, but of course it will be barrel proof and it's going to be limited. Uh, This is going to be another release that is similar to the Blanton's Gold. That Buffalo Trace is also doing, where it's coming out once a year. It's going to be in limited releases, but I just think it's nice that this is actually coming to the to the states finally. It, it's really cool to see that Buffalo Trace and um, the the company that owns Blanton's, uh, the label itself, have listened to people and they've said, "Yeah, we'll put this out." I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's country of origin, yeah, which seems ideal, but it's taken a very long time for that to even happen. Yeah, I know. It's kind of strange. It's like you had to incentivize the company to stop shipping it overseas <laughs> to make even more money than they do when they ship it overseas. Like, it's just, I don't know. But, I mean, good for them. I'm glad it'll be on shelves. I, I'm also glad there's a chance that you can find it without having a friend from Australia. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's just rough for most people. Might still be cheaper for the Australian friends to uh, <laughs> grab that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we did also mention last week that there's going to be a new Bardstown Bourbon Company, Orange Curacao finished uh, bourbon. Uh, I don't think we really went into the details on it, though. Whiskey Advocate does have the the deets. So it's going to be 100 proof, $125 a bottle, and there's only going to be 3,000 bottles available. Ooh, that's one of the smaller releases they've done. Yeah, yeah. Nine months old, uh, or excuse me, nine months old, nine years old bourbon a little better a little yeah, more excited a little bit, now a little bit and then finished for 18 months in the orange curacao barrels man reading's good reading's real good on my end mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i like that they come out with so many releases yeah like normally that's kind of annoying to me mm-hmm. but like with theirs they do such a good job with the packaging yeah switching up the labels i mean it's it's nice I'm excited to see what they do next. Maybe they'll hop on the Armagnac train. Ooh. Or Wait, they they've did. got one. They already did. Yeah. yeah, never mind. We talked about that last Do week. it again. <laughs> Put it do in a different one. I don't know. Uh, what does it say, man? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Pinhook also has a new bourbon out. Shocker. Uh, the Bohemian. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said some of them irritate me? <laughs> Swan's salty this week. <laughs> salty Swan. What's go happening? Ahead, let's Are hear you about okay, it. man? Nope. Let's nope. go. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, goodness. It's the Bohemian Bourbon. Uh, it's going to be 115 proof, $38, uh, and it's only going to be available in 25 states as well as online. This is another bourbon that they had made from uh, a, a, a mash bill that was crafted at Castle and Key. 75% corn, 15% rye, and 10% malted barley. Didn't they already put out a Bohemian Bourbon? Yeah, this is the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How do you feel about it, Swan? Yay! You look I mean, like you're about to bash your head through my garage door. Like I just don't, I just don't <laughs> get it. Like they're putting out so many products. I guess I'm just so used to distilleries, and this is, I guess, this really isn't a dig on them. They're keeping it all under one label. But Heaven Hill puts out a bunch of different products. Yeah, they all have different names. Yeah, it's not just Pinhook Bourbon. Whatever. I will say it does get confusing if you've got somebody going, "Hey, have you tried the new Pinhook?" <laughs> Because <laughs> then you go, which one? <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I and and to be fair, I'll give them credit for this. They did just put out on social media a, a guide to each of the different releases. Okay, but I don't have to have, like, a key every time I walk into a liquor store. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that there is clarity that exists. Yeah. So yeah. If, if somebody does get confused as to, if, like, for example, this is an orange label orange wax with the circles like there's a specific denomination denumeration numeration i don't know you can tell what it is based on this key so they've they put thought into it yeah no like i said i don't doubt that but like i'm also used to like heaven hill they're like we've got five bottled in bonds let's go ahead and kind of divvy it up and make them under different names and then we'll put them out and there'll be different flavor profiles and this and that and with theirs, it's Pinnock Bourbon blank. <laughs> well, fair enough. I can't totally disagree with you. I, maybe I just need to get used to it. I need to just figure it out. Because I thought they even already had one with orange wax. I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just telling you about it. Yeah. I'm just I'm the news I'm the news bearer. It's just too it's just too much for me. My little <laughs> swan brain can't handle it, man. I just can't I just can't do it. Oh, oh, can you handle a 15-year-old bourbon from Three Chord? Absolutely. Uh, can you handle the price tag of $190? Um, not personally. <laughs> uh, I've actually not had too much of Three Chord. I had one pour of it uh, at Liquor Barn, at their tasting bar, and actually really liked it. It was one of the, I think it was a 12-year-old mm-hmm. that they had, and it was pretty good. Can you handle a proof point of 117.9? Yes, yes, <laughs> gladly. What about, at eight a.m. in the morning while I'm waiting for a bourbon release? What about under twenty five hundred bottles being released? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> at the price point, I think it'll. It, I mean, it's not like. <sighs> I'm just gonna frame the rest of the episode asking you before we get into anything. Do you think you can handle this? Can you do this? No, I can't you got this it. one? Can you handle it? I'm going to lose it, Perry. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every bourbon drinker thinks the way that I do with some of these things, but they're just like, oh, I'll just never see it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not very bad. I'm getting physically mad. You, like see, you see them constantly. Yeah, I do. You are still, to some degree, Swan the Bourbon Finder. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do see them quite a bit. Like, I saw Cornerstone today just hanging yeah, out right. on my shelf. Right. <laughs> I felt for a second like I broke you. Yeah. And I got really worried. <laughs> but I mean, 
I, I vocalize it on the podcast, but I don't go into like liquor bar and point at it and go, "Do you see this? Everyone, look at this. Do you see this? You should be mad about this too." Like, <laughs> just got like four pin hooks in a row, and I'm just like, "Nah, uh-uh. you're Swan the Bourbon Crier." Yeah. <laughs> I thought we banned him from the store. No, he's back again. <laughs> You've got a bell and you're ringing it. Pin hooks yeah. got a new release. <laughs> Bring out your dead <laughs> bottles. <laughs> oh man, are you excited about this one? I am pretty excited about it. I, of course, I'm not crazy about the price point on this, but and by the way, if anybody's lost the thread, we're still talking about the three chord fifteen year old uh, that's <laughs> that's coming out in September. Um, what I am excited about is that we are going to be having the folks from three chord on the show sometime in the near future. Um, that will include uh, musician and husband of Pat Benatar, Neil Giraldo. Nice. Which I'm really pumped for. And if they bring that to try, it might be like some of the other ones I've had where it's like immediately justified. Like yeah. the Heaven Hill 27? Absolutely not. <laughs> but the, uh, what was it? The Old Carter? The American Whiskey yeah, that they yeah, had? Yeah. Whew, that thing. After we fought with that sample bottle for at least 30 minutes to get it open. 30 minutes? Try like six months. Yeah. That was the most difficult sample bottle. By the way, love you, Mark and Sherry. But, like, I really, really struggled to get that sample bottle open. Mm -hmm. And by the time I finally did, I think I jumped for joy. Yeah. (laughs) But that thing was amazing. You know, had I really been like, "Mm, I just got a bonus at work, I would have splurged on it. It was good. (laughs) And it might be the same with this. Well, how about this? We drink a little bit of Maker's 46. Oh, okay. Just the regular one right, right now, not the uh, the cast drink. We're going to get to that, though. Well, um, how about this, too? <laughs> how do you feel about this, Swan? King of Segways this week. Let's go. Barrel Batch 25. It's a blend of straight bourbons from Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee. Non-age stated. 56.7%. What is that? Um, let me do some quick math. 113.4 proof, uh, limited August of this year, five and nine-year-old weeded bourbons, oh wow, with the 13 and 15-year-old corn-forward bourbons, along with some nine-year-old high rye bourbon. Dang. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. I've decided when I go to OBC now that barrel bourbon's like on my, my top for like, I'm going to try this. Yeah. Because... Their bottles are pricey, but I know that if I try one and it's just outlandishly good, I can go find it because right. they're available. They're on the shelf, and some of them are freaking good, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind splurging on a, you know an $80 bottle to get it. That was a strange noise. It was. But I think it's worth it. Um, definitely try it at a bar because every release is wildly different. This yeah, is 25 it, Uh Yes. Man, they put them out quick. Remember that store we 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 went into a couple weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michter's US One Toasted Barrel Finished Rye, uh, the 2020 release. It's going to be coming out in September as well. Non-age stated, eighty-five dollars and barrel proof at one hundred nine point two. I'm doing this math real quick in my head. Um, 
so good. I'm so good at it. This whiskey initially matured in new charred oak barrels, but then it was finished in barrels made of 24-month air-dried oak toasted to custom specifications. I This is something that we've been talking about a lot recently, these toasted barrel releases. Yeah, we've been more and more interested in them since yeah. Elijah Craig was just like, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> and we can Already do it existed. exceptionally well. Already existed, but now that we're doing it, now you care about it. There you go. There you go. Uh, I will be looking out for this, I think. Regardless. Pretty exciting. Uh, Rossville Union has a new single barrel bottled and bond rye. MGP rye, uh, not age stated. 50 bucks a bottle. Limited edition. I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the Rossville Union that we do have to try at Bourbon on the Banks. Uh-huh. But that was their very standard release. So I think uh, add some proof points to it, and limited edition hopefully means, you know, we try to get a little different. I'm excited about mm-hmm. it. For sure. Blade and Bow 22-year-old. <laughs> uh, 92 proof. 22 years old, of course. Do you have a... Okay, I'm going to give you... Have you seen the price tag on this at all? Is it like two... F- Fifty. Oh, you are under, my friend. Oh, what, what is it? Four fifty. Four fifty. I've actually seen a bottle of this for some. Oh, the twenty-two year old. The twenty-two year old. Really? Yeah. So it went quick, but we were at a total wine release, and I got Ooh. called pretty fast uh, in the lineup, and ended up getting uh, getting into that little room. And of course, you walk in, and it's like every limited release for the entire year is sitting there, and they had two bottles of this, and. Uh, I, I went for the George or for the Booker's thirtieth over it. Yeah, good call. Yeah, good call. I think it is a big price jump from last year, though. It's mm-hmm. a fifty percent price increase from three hundred to four fifty. Yikes! It's a lot more money, man. It is for no extra years. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess they're trying to capitalize on the fact that they don't have a whole lot of this in stock. I mean, it's not like they could just you know go out and find barrels of 22 year old bourbon yeah and i mean 22 years ago they didn't know maybe we should put some more of this back yeah true very true uh just a few ttb releases uh this week as well the new parker's heritage has been revealed oh man i'm excited for this one mm-hmm. heavy char barrels mm-hmm. and it's going to be bourbon this time instead of rye 10 years old, 120 proof, according to the label uh, as of as of now. I'm sure that might change just a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> They have a lot to live up to after that last release. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um, and it's 10 years old. Did I mention it was 10 years old? Uh, I think I did. I think but so, yeah. that's, that's exciting, man. I'm definitely going to be reaching out to Heaven Hill to get another sample. <laughs> yeah, as you should. As you should. And I would love to see if we can... I, I mean, Chad's got the bottle. We could probably compare. Oh, I finished my sample a long time ago, so we would have to ask for... Yeah, <laughs> but I, I would love to compare uh, and see what it does. Like, just get like a 10-ish... Year, we could do... Uh, we could uh, get... Uh, what is it? Henry McKenna. 10-year... Oh, yeah. Try it against that, and then for the rye, just find something like uh, I don't know. We'll find some rye that's comparable-ish, that's not like super heavy. Pikesville? Yeah, we'll do Pikesville. Just try it all <laughs> out, you know, see how that heavy char affects it. Uh, Templeton rye. This is a really interesting one. 
I saw one today I'd never heard of before. Well, the, you definitely never heard of this one. Uh, Toppling Imperial Stout Finish. Oh. Uh, it, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's different. 98 proof. Uh, yeah, that's about all we uh, all we have on this one. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know they had a Templeton Rye cast strength. I saw that today. Really? Yeah, on the shelf. Interesting. I wonder if it's any good. One way to find out. Only one way indeed. Uh, there are also two new products coming from Jefferson's. Uh, they are both straight rye whiskey finished in cognac casks, uh, but one is a single barrel, while the other one is just a batch. Uh, it looks like both of them are going to be at 94 proof, though, uh, unless that's going to actually change here soon. But who's to say? I mean, that's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting to yeah. see that happening. Either way, though, that's all the news and, and releases for the week. I'm ready to get into more of this Makers and start talking about it. Yeah. So what what's your feeling on Makers 46? I like Makers 46 more than the regular Makers. What about you? I disagree. Really? Actually, I have bought two of these bottles and both times got halfway through it and given it away. Interesting. I don't like it. What is it? It's something weird where it gets into like kind of a coffee note that's kind of... Uh, oh, yeah. But it, So if I have any coffee... At all. It's black. Like, I can eat coffee beans. I can have black coffee. I like it as strong as I can get it. Don't dilute it with milk. I'm just not a fan of milk at all. And so this is like, it's like an iced mocha kind of thing going on on the palate. I get that. I get that. I can't do it, man. I can't. And it's just, it's not, it's not good. Uh, And that, that's purely me, just with dislike of coffee. Um, But it is strong. It's definitely strong. I'm hoping, though, with the proof on this, it's going to be a little more uh, in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I wanted us to uh, also taste the, the cast strength, the regular cast strength makers. Now, side this by one, side. I, I like this one. I love this bourbon. I really do. I, I was always very surprised uh, by how good this was. And, uh, you know, the, the first couple times that I tried it, I actually, I think it was back when I wasn't really accustomed to higher proof bourbons, mm-hmm. and it knocked me out. <laughs> I mean, it stood me up, punched me, and then picked me back up and knocked me out again. <laughs> I was just not ready for it, uh, but I've, I've come to, I've come to really like this one. I have not actually bought a bottle of this before. You know, I don't think I have either. I think this was gifted. Oh my gosh! Oh wait, sorry, we're talking about the cast strength. I bought a bottle of the cast drinks before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Namely the one that's sitting on the table. (laughs) True. This is so much better. I don't know. Something about the 46 staves just isn't my thing. You might not like the cast drink then. I mean, there is is a chance that you're just not going to be a fan of it. Yeah, that's that's fine. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm picky with drinks. Uh, I, I don't like... Milk. I don't like coffee. I don't like tea. Hot chocolate's okay sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much drink water, juice, and like Coke Zero. That's about yeah. it. That's all I ever have. Yeah. An orange crush. That stuff's awesome. Uh, water, bourbon, and occasionally ale eight. Yeah. And beer. But not as much beer as I used to. Yeah. <clears throat> I, we just watched the episode of Parks and Rec. It was like the beginning of season six, which is right when Chris Pratt lost all his weight for Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And Ben asks him, so you just stopped drinking beer? I and- remember that scene perfectly. <laughs> They're walking up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> so you just stopped drinking beer and this happened? He's like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> How much beer were you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> you just had a sip of it. It's so good. It is so good. Mm. I need more weeders to kind of jump into this category. You know, someday we need to do... I think a weird noise just came out of my mouth. I apologize. We need to do this against Larceny Barrel Proof, against Weller Full Proof, against what? Rebel Barrel Proof single barrel that they have? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like... You listed four things that are in that. I can't come up with much else other than craft that puts things out in that, that category of relatively high-proof weeders. And two of them, you're not going to find. True. Could we throw a wilderness trail? True. Okay. Yeah, I know that They're single-barrel weeders. Mm-hmm. We could definitely throw in with that as well. I will say this does drink really hot up front. I'm fine with it, though. <laughs> Personally, I, I like that. Being from somebody who likes to make their own salsa. Yeah. That'll punch you in the face. Yeah, just a little bit. That just, was from that was a Patreon pregame. Yeah, just a little, just a little punch <laughs> in the face. Just a small little one. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Tiny punch. Yeah. It's like a toddler just giving it its all into your shin. It's just not, it's still not like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Toddler. <laughs> what are you hanging around toddlers for where to the point that you're pissing them off so much that they <laughs> kick you in the shins, Swan? I don't know. They're just mean, man. <laughs> That's why I can't have kids. Like, if they just punch me, I'm like, oh, God. What are you going to do wanna... around my toddler? I'd be different. It's your kid, you know? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got a couple of years before she'll be a toddler. She's not even here yet. True. That's coming up soon, though. Just show up in full swan costume. <laughs> and she's just like, man, he really is a bird. <laughs> We'll we'll pull a friends, and it it will be the uh, uh what 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 did Ross drep, dress up as the armadillo, the Hanukkah armadillo or something like that? I don't know. You'll be the Christmas swan. Sweet. <laughs> so we just poured up the forty six cask strength, which I'm really excited for us to actually review. Uh, it, I, I've got it still compared to the, the regular cast strength. I believe the, the, the non 46 is 110 proof. Is that what it is? It's sitting in front of you there. Is it not? No, 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 not the, not the 46. The The, regular, the regular maker's cast strength. Oh, there's so many makers. (laughs) So much red wax. (laughs) All right. So the regular is 110.9. Uh, and the... Maker's 46 cask is 109.6. Right. And and these vary. This is not what all of them are going to be. Yes. But in this case, we have 109.6 for the 46 cask strength. I got the 46, the cask, and the Maker's 46 cask all together. Nice. Ooh, okay. Already like the cask strength better. This one's got a little coffee on the, on the nose, but the cask strength... Got coffee and pain. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's definitely not subdued. It's like you can you, you get the proof points. I get some like oatmeal cookies on the nose. I can see that. 
It's really cinnamon heavy, I think. Yeah, it's like cinnamon apple oatmeal. There's some fruit notes in there, but it's like lighter fruit. It's I not... was going to say, it's. I, I think I might actually upgrade that to oatmeal raisin. I can see that. Yeah. With cinnamon in there? Wait, I mean, you can put cinnamon Brown in sugar. everything, man. I put it in my salsa. Man. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's cumin. It's kind of the same you thing. You threw me for a loop there for a second. <laughs> All right, I'm going to taste it. I'm just going to hang out in the nose. I want to watch your reaction to it, too. Hmm. I'm going to need to go in for a second sip before I make any judgment on it. Ooh. I like it. I've I've had it a couple times. I, I wanted to let this bottle open up before we actually reviewed it on the show. So I had a, a a few nights in a row, two yeah. or three. I I think it's really quite good. It's by no means my favorite release of the year, and really, it's not my favorite maker's release either. No, I still think RC Six is way better than this. I think RC Six and a lot of the uh, private selects I've had, yeah, have been way better. But I still think that this is a really good bourbon. I'm going to disagree. I think it's fine. It's been a while since we've had a, a pretty heavy disagreement. I think it's fine. I think the regular cast strength is much better. It has more to offer. There's less heat, even at a higher proof. Yeah. This one, you can't chew. The first one, I just sipped it like normal. The second one, it literally sits on your tongue and just is pure ethanol on your tongue. And I mean, I'm, my palate's acclimated. I just literally went down a proof point. Woo. Woo. Yeah, you chew it and it does get hot. Yeah. The only redeeming factor is it's very much cinnamon. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it's not even a spice of like, it's like red hot spice. I was going to say ethanol that. ethanol yeah. heat. That, that's what I was getting from the, after after chewing it, it turned into a, like a red hot. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it's nearly as well-rounded as the regular cast strength release. I know there was a bunch of clamoring for it, but there's been plenty of releases I've had from makers that are much better from this, and every Larceny barrel proof I've had has been significantly better. Wow. That's a big statement considering how much we didn't care for the first. Still like it better. Yeah. Wow. I, this, I, this is not for me. I'm glad I got to try it, though, because... I, I, it's weird too. I actually dislike it for different reasons than the regular Maker's Forty Six. The Maker's Forty Six, the original for me, has got that coffee note. This is like devoid of coffee. I, I'm not getting it anywhere on the palate. I just tried the the regular cast strength next to it. Mm-hmm. I think I might like them about equal. I didn't do the big chew. With the the cast strength, the regular cast strength mm-hmm. that I did with the forty six, but even still, I yeah I think I like them about the same, honestly. No, it's like heavy handed regular cast strength for me. <laughs> I don't know, but that's the thing. I don't have to like every bourbon. Yeah, of course. But not. if somebody's got a palate that aligns with mine, that listens to the show, where they're not a big fan <laughs> of coffee or tea or that kind of thing, this is not for you. This is not for you. And I've had plenty. 
of picks where I've actually really enjoyed it. I mean, how high did I put up the uh, Keeneland pick on the on last year's? Oh, way up there. Yeah. Way up there. I mean, that thing was phenomenal. Yeah. I've been nursing a half bottle of it for like a year and a <laughs> half now. I mean, it, I don't know. This one's just not for me. I'm going to give it a very crude score for I what it for what fine. it is. But uh, I'm glad that you like it because it's your bottle. Yeah, that is that is true. I do like it. I'm just not over the moon about it. Like I said, um, I think it's about as good as the regular cast strength is. I think they're very similar in quality to me. And, uh, you know, it, having them back to back to really kind of cemented that that feeling for me as well. Yeah. Um, I am okay with this being a limited release. That is what, funny. What are you... They they put a, some tasting notes on the back. Uh, amplified notes of caramel, stone fruit, and baking spices. A texture warmly radiating outward and satisfying <laughs> edge of tongue finish with hints of pipe tobacco and cinnamon. I, I'll give them this. Their tasting notes are on. <laughs> they are are there but the part that they described where it said edge of tongue finish uh they put satisfying in front of it to me it's not <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where i'm i'm leaving off it is hot man and i like to chew my bourbon quite a bit and i can't even chew like 130 proof bookers yeah but this one's just it's rough it does it does read really hot mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that for sure oh i don't know if i'm ready to hear what your score is on this one I mean, I am. I think I'm just more curious than anything. All right. Well, we have a, a scoring system on the show of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five. And then we give you a final score out of 20. Swan on the nose. I think... I'm going to give it a 2.5. I think the nose is one of the lower points on this one, personally. It's so hard to figure out where your nose needs to be in the glass. <laughs> You've got like just the smallest tolerance before it becomes too hot. It's so funny. This nose bounces between being almost savory and meaty and being really sugary sweet. Yeah. It's and like a maple glaze ham. Like it's got some savory, but it it's is. got some sweet. It is kind of porky. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a note I never thought I would give on a bourbon. I think the nose is my favorite part. Really? Yeah, I'll actually give the nose a three. Yeah, I'm going to stick with a 2.5 on this one. See, I like it better this time because I didn't chew on it. But man, that finish is harsh. It's, yeah, it's pretty intense. I'm giving the, I think I'm going to give the palate a 3.25. Palette, I'm going to give a two. Wow. The finish is my least favorite part. Yeah. By far. I'm giving that a two. Finish for me is a 1.5. Ooh-wee. Swan's going in hard. Yeah, this is not <laughs> This is not for me, man. This is not for me. Now, price. The, that's This is going to be what kills it for you. Actually, I. that's a thing. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt on the price. So really? the, the first three, this is my fully my opinion. Price-wise, you got to look at it. So it's a finished bourbon. It's cash strength. It's from Maker's Mark, one of the biggest brands. And it's something that they are really – it's like fan service. 
You know, I mean, people have been asking for this ever since they did the three pack that they put out last That's year. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. I can't dislike that. I really, I can't dislike that, even if I'm not a fan of what's inside the bottle. Yeah, and it is $60. Yeah, and the packaging is beautiful. They it's put this, really like, wonderful, package. like, uh, big, like, um, box that's like a open-pane box-looking yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a, a, a nice display piece, Yeah, too, especially if you're going to collect this. And, I, and, you know, we don't advocate for letting bottles sit on your shelf without opening them, but, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a... <laughs> That that would look really nice just hanging out on the shelf. Yeah. With your collection. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to give the price a 3.75. I was going to give it a 4. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm not upset with that by any means. My final score is an 11.75. I did a 0.75, so I'm going to have to do math. It's intense. <laughs> right. I, I just, um, you know, like I said, I don't think it's out of this world amazing. I, I do enjoy drinking it. I, but it's, there are other things I think I would rather pick up at this price point, uh, and even less. I hate to keep coming back to it. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, I would rather have a bottle of Rare Breed, which is actually sitting next to the, the 46. I would rather buy a bottle of at a much lower price point and yeah. much more widely available. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I is, I, I just can't fully get on board with it but at the same time i'm happy i have a bottle yeah Th- this one's a 10.25 for me yeah so we weren't really that far off from each other no <laughs> no but the I price just, is what's holding mine up though yeah and and i mean yeah so if we take the price away from both of us i mean i gave it a 7.75 i gave it a six and a half see that's still not that far off okay true but <sighs> A lot of this is me understanding that this is, like, not my flavor profile. And I, Yeah. I would never buy a bottle of this for myself. <laughs> uh, and that's where the objectivity comes in. Subjectivity? I can't remember which one it is. It's one of those. Yeah. Words. They'll, somebody will let us know on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's subjectivity. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. I was an English major for a while. Anyway. <laughs> it's subjective, yeah. It is subjective, yes. So that's where the subjectivity comes in. Where, you know, yes, it is, you know, not necessarily great according to your palate. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll give you a really good example of this. I say really good. I mean, it's kind of comparing apples to oranges. But um, Fred Minnick gave the Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel a not recommend. He didn't like it. He thought it was way too hot. Uh, didn't have enough depth to it. And we loved it. And we loved it. But I, I just think that that's <clears throat> just indicative of how we differ in our in our palates, and everybody's going to be different with their palates. Yeah, and, that, and that's sure. why there's so many people that make content in the whiskey world because eventually you're going to find somebody that's had three or four bourbons that you've had, and you're like, "Hey, I thought the same thing about that," or you know, and you'll you'll realize you're kind of on the same vein. So you find that person that you relate to the most and every time they try something you're like i don't know if i want to spend the money on that if they like it you're immediately like oh well rex from yeah. you know the whiskey vault liked it and that's who i align with the most so i'm gonna yeah. go pick it up it's fine now everybody's gonna like everything yeah absolutely it's funny like over the course of doing this show 
there's like a big period of time where you and I will kind of coalesce on what we like. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get a bottle like this where we just kind of Opposite go directions. off. Yeah, and mine is always related around coffee and tea. Yeah. I'm just gone. I can't do it. Could you pass me some of that rare breed, though? Absolutely. <laughs> do you want some? No, I'm good. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've got to. You've got to be places. You've got to do things. Been doing some baby pours all night so I can make it home. <laughs> well, that's okay. But I, I think this was a an insightful review, at the very least. Yeah, I think it's one of our, our more uh, relatable ones. You got somebody on both sides of it and, you know, look at things that you enjoy and things you don't and decide whether or not that's a release for you. And again, to be fair, I mean, it's not like I gave it a glowing review. I just liked it slightly better than you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i i think this is just kind of a it is what it is product um i kind of feel like i might just reach for the regular 46 a little bit more i'm just gonna probably uh not reach for makers not not drink either of them yeah no <laughs> i mean for the same price i can go get a russell's pick or some knob creek got a fly in my glass I'm yeah I've not had a single nine-year pick from anywhere that's been better, that's been, you know, not in the same caliber or better than the Maker's 46 cast strength. I think I just de-legged this fly. Oh, well, I mean, it's just extra protein at this point. Just, you know, go ahead. Well, my fingers just have bourbon on them. I don't want to... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Finish your thought. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, I think that does it for the review on this week's episode. How about tips and bits? Tips and bits. Do you have anything to recommend to people? By the way, new listeners, this is our segment where we recommend things. It's not always bourbon related. Sometimes it is. But very rarely it is, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been like kind of watching this new show called uh, Lucifer. That's not a new show. No, no. New it's to me. new to you. New to me. Yeah. And so, you know, Diane puts it on, and then I'll catch myself like, oh, I just watched an episode and a half. Whoops. And just having issues with continuity, because I'm just like, oh, she watched like four episodes while I was gone. Yeah. What's going on right now? (laughs) Uh, But every time I sit down and watch it, it's it's actually pretty good. That's how I was with Gilmore Girls. Mm. I love love Gilmore Girls. I I really enjoy the heck out of that show. I, I think it's just so charming and enjoyable. And, you know, I would I would watch a few episodes in a row with Lucy and then, you know, go and do something else. And mm-hmm. she'd burn through a, an entire season. <laughs> and then I'd come back and be like, same thing. What is going on right now? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on, but she I broke like up it. with Dean. <laughs> it's always interesting. It's weird, too, with those sitcoms, because like. There's like six people, and at some point, there's going to be a shift from one of them dating one to the other, and it's just like, yeah, if you miss that shift, you come in, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Are they cool with this? <laughs> Is this an open relationship yeah. kind of thing? I did that with How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> I was just like, fair enough. she was dating Ted, <laughs> she's dating Barney. What's going, what going on here? <laughs> And Marshall's driving a Fiero. What is... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that car was dead in season two. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to kind of turn the tables in a sad way, but I... 
anything Chadwick Boseman did. Dude. I, I okay, so the the lead actor of the Black Panther movie, Chadwick Boseman, which of course is a superhero film, but he is a was rather because he did unfortunately pass away uh, the, this weekend at the age of 43 from colon cancer. He was an unbelievable actor and even better human being, I think. Uh, and and just any of the work that he did as an actor, and especially over the past four years, which is how long he had been battling colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And not only did he do all these movies and go to all these press junkets, he was visiting kids in hospitals with cancer while he also had cancer yeah. and was fighting it. It just it just blows my mind, man. It just absolutely... And, like, I don't normally get too in the feels with, with celebrity deaths. Mm-hmm. This one crushed me. Yeah, he's a really good example of you don't need to know somebody's backstory to be nice to them. Yeah. Because he could have easily played that card. It's like, well, I've got cancer. I'm doing my best. I've lost a lot of weight. You know, I'm, I'm just doing what yeah. I can. He went every single day holding that in, knowing that, like, I'm going to do my best every day, and I don't care if I've got to work out yeah. for six hours a day just to make this Marvel movie happen. I'm going to do it. And he did, man. He yeah. did. He did a fantastic job with he, it. He really did it to the nth degree mm-hmm. as well. I mean, everything that he he put to put to screen, put to tape, whatever, it it was his best. He did the whole Jackie Robinson movie too. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, it, it's you know it, it it's hard not to go. <laughs> why must the good die young? But man, mm-hmm. taken way too soon, way way too soon. And uh, I'm gonna be spending a lot of time, I think, here soon, just deep diving into his filmography. And, and just watching as many movies of his as I can. And, you know, I, it's 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 one of those where it kind of comes in waves. Mm-hmm. Like, the first hit was, like, disbelief. Like, I couldn't believe that, that he had passed. Yeah, it seemed like one of those things where you're like, oh, so-and-so passed away. And you're like, that's not real. Come on, TMZ. Yeah, don't don't, get it together, TMZ. Just because you haven't seen him in four days outside of his house doesn't yeah, exactly. mean he's doing anything. You're allowed to sleep in. Exactly. But and like then then it was confirmed, and there was that you know quick kind of grieving period, and then I uh, you know you accept. But then like seeing the response from everybody, mm-hmm. and seeing people tell their stories about him, and about the impact that they had on his kid or that he had on their kids, like the kids who you know dressed up as Black Panther, and that was all they would wear for months. Yeah. Absolutely broke my heart. Mhm. That this icon and it's and it's more than just this character to me too. It, it it's so much more than fiction. It, it's about somebody who truly believes in what they're doing so much that they want to bring that goodness into the world as well. Yeah. And he he again did that to the nth degree. I think that he just embodied everything that that character was supposed to be. 
and it, you know speculating about what's going to happen with Black Panther in the future. That's for a different time. Yeah. But in the meantime, it sucks. It, it really, really sucks. And it's going to be hard watching them on film for a while. But he left behind a heck of a legacy. He did. At so, a young age, too. At a very young age. So uh, we, we, of course, feel for the family and send thoughts, prayers, good vibes, all that stuff to them. Because can't be easy right now. No. So, a sad note to end on. I apologize for that, but uh, it was something I had to do, I had to touch on as a as a comic book nerd and comic book movie fan and and all that stuff. So go watch Black Panther. Go watch Forty Two. Go watch Get On Up. Anything that he was in. Chadwick Boseman. Well, Swan, I think that is about it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If people want to follow up with us on social media, though, where could they do that? I'm at my bourbon finder on Instagram and Facebook. And I am at pwriter1492 on all social media platforms. And the show itself is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app. And if you do that, We'll actually read it out here on the show, and we are going to do just that this week. I love seeing new reviews. They they just always bring a smile to my face and just kind of, you know, give me give me a little bit of excitement for the <laughs> the rest of the day. Something to keep me going. Uh, this one is from E Bogey. Five stars. Have a pour with Perry. Uh, they say, I look forward to listening to this podcast every week. Perry and Swan have a great knowledge of bourbon, and I learn something new almost every show. If you like bourbon, you'll love this podcast. Nice. So thank you so much, Ebogie. We appreciate everybody who not only listens to the show, but rates interviews. Maybe I said that opposite. I think I said it opposite. But we do appreciate everybody. Yeah. You guys are great. <laughs> if you want to find all of our apparel and merchandise, you can head to bourbonshop.threadless.com. Rather, clom. <laughs> that's where a giant troll uh puts all of our merchandise out yeah that's what it sounds like when they step i think clomp whatever bourbonshop.threadless.com uh that also includes masks uh to help protect you and your loved ones from the coronavirus of course uh, you can get a nice mask with the logo from the podcast or some of our other designs that are up there uh, new stuff coming from there all the time. You can become a part of our Facebook group at facebook.com. You just search for This Is My Bourbon Group and we'll get you in there. You can leave us a voicemail for our Barrel Ring segment at 859-428-8253. Listen to it here on the show. Respond to it accordingly, of course. I think it's always a good time when we hear from people. You can also uh, send us an email at thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. Did I say that already? I don't think I did. Nope. No, I don't think I did either. <laughs> I run through so many things, Swan. I don't know. What, I need some help. There's nothing else. There's one last thing. <laughs> Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Oh, yeah. Do that one. Is where you, you can get extra become, stuff. Yeah, please. You can become a, a supporter of the show. You get at the $5 tier the pregame chats, which come out the Tuesday before every single episode, as well as the last call, which is just a really fun time, at least for me. I have so much fun with those mm-hmm. episodes. It's just... It's basically two bonus episodes a week, and it's it's good stuff. We do hangouts as well, uh, some live streams just for Patreon. 
all sorts of good stuff. One more time, patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month to keep the show going. Oh my goodness, Swan, I think that does it for this week's episode. Next week, the return of one of my favorite guests on the show. Who's that? Dixon Deadman. Yes. <laughs> Heck yes. I am so excited to go and chat with Dixon. I am actually doing that this Wednesday. So, oh, it's always a great time. It, those are always some of my favorite episodes and conversations. You going to blend up some Armagnac? <gasps> oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. Oh, yes. I can't not do that. Honestly, blend it pre like before you do it, and then just oh yeah, and then just like here, try the sample of this bourbon. Oh, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that for sure. Nobody tell Dixon. <laughs> shh, shh, no snitching, no snitching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we will see you all next week. But until then, I'm Perry and I'm Swan, and this is my bourbon podcast. Mm-hmm.